0: We read a book. We're going to get into it this week on Dropping Sunday.
1: Hey, hey, welcome to Dropping Sunday. I'm one of your hosts, Seth. And
0: I am your other host, Andrea. Uh, Dropping Sunday, in case you didn't know, is a semi-reverent look at Christian pop culture. couple of notes. We are not here to get you saved. We're also not here to tick you off. Although if either of those things happen, we, we would really like to know.
1: Yes, this is a podcast by Christians for Christians, but you definitely don't need to believe to belong. Andrea, how's your heart? It's good. Good. Yeah, it's good. I uh,
0: Let me think, what has been happening this week? Not much, although it's, I think it's my last week of working at home.
1: That's exciting.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to go back to the office next week. Technically, I don't have to be back in until the 18th, but eh, might as well go in.
1: Might as well. Time. Yeah. Might I mean, well. if you can, you might as well, right? Yeah. I would love to. I'm still under orders to like stay home unless you absolutely have to go out for some reason. So, yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, it's all not right. good. It's not good because it means that like people never, like if everybody's around their computers all the time, it means that they're just constantly sending emails right uh-huh. like i need i need people to get back out in the field to have some conversations you know some yeah. tomfoolery needs to happen there needs to be some drive time <laughs> i just need some i just need a break i need a break yes. it's been it's been pretty <laughs> break intense break from
0: being at home yeah yeah i i told my boss I, said, I was like um can i wear my house shoes to the office cuz i've been getting dressed every day
1: good for like you putting on
0: real clothes However, I don't put on real shoes unless I'm leaving the apartment, so I wear my house shoes all day long, and I think I'm going to miss that.
1: <laughs> okay, can, can I just, everybody I think has a little bit different definition of what house shoes are, so describe your house shoes for me.
0: Um, they are suede on the outside and furry on the inside.
1: okay. I like these house yeah. shoes. So mm-hmm. these are like—I uh, mean—are these name brand? Are they UGG?
0: No, I got them at Target. They're like twenty bucks at Target. Okay, but they're super comfy and just like a little hug for my feet.
1: Yeah. Now I have something that's very similar. That are—I uh-huh. mean—they're—they're they're more probably masculine looking than what yours are. I'm guessing mine aren't
0: super girly. They're—they're they're cream colored. Okay. That's it.
1: Yeah. Well, mine are like rugged and like dark brown, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Um,
0: of course.
1: Sorry. I can't, I can't wait. They get my feet too hot. I don't <laughs> hotter like hotter than
0: regular shoes.
1: Yeah. I will. I buy shoes that, well, other than my leather. Okay. Maybe hold on. Let me pause. I'm taking all the, I'm starting to rethink my whole life. Now, like my <laughs> yeah. tennis shoes and stuff that I, that I typically wear, they are, um, you know, they breathe pretty well. My dress shoes are, you know, leather dress shoes They're Yeah they're hot as all get out. But but these, I mean, when I'm going around the house, man, I'm I try to be barefoot as much as I can. Is that gross?
0: No, I don't think so. I um my <laughs> my mom has never been a big fan of being barefoot, and we lived in South Mississippi for 10 years and people went barefoot everywhere. Outside, inside, other people's houses, they were barefoot all the time. And my mom just never got on board with that, and so I also am not on board with that. I wear house shoes in my house all the time i it's i don't know it's the weirdest thing. I take them with me to hotels because I don't want to be barefoot in a hotel room Ugh.
1: yeah i try I just try not to think <laughs> about hotels <laughs> yeah, it's good enough yeah, it'll be fine it's good enough Listen, if i if i uh, if I ever got that grossed out by a hotel, I probably wouldn't stay there, if that's all. I mean, right? Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. We we could do probably an entire show on the way I feel about hotel rooms and like what I do <laughs> in hotel rooms and what I allow to touch me and what I don't allow to touch me, but... That's a show for a different, that's an episode for a
1: different show. All right, I mark that. I'm going to save that for later. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a decent drop. Um, <laughs> oh, man. But uh, but yeah, especially summertime, man, I'm trying to be barefoot as much as I can, you know, if I have to go outside. Here, Here's something that was uh, exciting that happened this week. My kids wore me down Oh. T- enough to, to say, okay, you can jump in the pool.
0: It was time. It was like 97 degrees.
1: Yeah. But now that's a thing. Now it's like, are we going swimming today? And it's like, well, daddy's still got to work today. You know? So, uh, like on Monday they are like, can we get in the pool? And I'm like, no, (laughs) no, it's, (laughs) it's 11 in the morning. Go do your schoolwork. We were done at nine. Like, cause they're just, they're just, they've now got it figured out. (laughs) They've Mm -hmm. got, they got a week left and now they've got it figured out. Um, they their assignments get rolled out at five p.m., so they just at like five thirty, sometime before bedtime, when they would normally be doing their homework during regular uh-huh. school, they just do tomorrow's lessons.
0: Oh, and they, nice! And they just
1: get it done, and then so nice. Like there might be a couple little things to do, like they're just killing it, man. They're they're but they're ready to be done with all this and and summertime. But that means they're still knocking on my door. Can we go swimming? No, no, you can't. You know. <laughs> but you better believe it like five Oh four. They were in the mm-hmm. pool. They were dressed and ready to go on Monday. Yeah. They were, they were there. So have
0: they been swimming every day this week?
1: No, I got a little chilly. I mean, it's, it's, you know, if the, if the water is, you know, 80 degrees, you can't say no, but if it's, you yeah. know, 74, I think that, I think that's a, that's a knowable offense. I think.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Because, uh, I, I don't, I know you're not supposed to like label your kids Enneagram numbers. Like they're supposed to like grow up and grow into them and everything. But there's right. a good possibility that my daughter's gonna be a seven. Oh yeah? Yeah, she's definitely uh an enthusiast. Um and she's she's just Right there. Life of the party. I mean, from the time that she was like two years old, every picture of her is just her posing and everything. It's it's pretty fantastic. Um, I saw this uh I actually saw this article that is apropos of that. Um, it is the Enneagram type of everyone in the office.
0: No joke. I have that article sitting. Here right in front of me. Look at us. Not even kidding. Look I'm at like, us. As soon as you said the word Enneagram, I'm like, Oh, I have an article for that.
1: Okay. That's, that's, that's fantastic because, okay. I, um, I got excited when I saw this cause I was like, okay, who am I going to be? Right? right. Cause I'm, I'm a three, I'm a three wing four is, is what I am. <laughs> and if you don't know okay. what we're talking about, that's fine, but whatever. Um, and then I scroll down and I see that I'm a Ryan. I, I don't know that I love being a Ryan and then I scroll down a little bit more and I see that I'm also a Daryl and I'm like, okay, I'm, I think I'm okay being a Daryl. I think you're I'll all be, right
0: being a Daryl.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, you're a, you're a two, right?
0: I, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm an Andy.
1: <laughs> you are an Andy. Which,
0: which, you know what? The first, <laughs> the first time I saw that I was like, Oh, um, But the more I think about it, you know, Andy was just, he was such a nice guy. He believed in everyone. He just believed the best about everyone. And he was a little naive. I don't necessarily think of myself as as naive, but others may. So that's okay.
1: (laughs) Well, and then I started seeing like, you know, um, in, in true eight fashion, Julie's an eight and doesn't believe that she's an eight. So mm-hmm. like, I'm like, okay, she's definitely a Stanley. That's good. Uh, Aaron is a six. She's a loyalist. Um, let me see. Oscar's an individualist. Uh, Angela's also an eight. So that <laughs> helps us out quite a bit. Uh, but then, then when you get to like Kelly, um, Kelly's a yeah. seven, she's an, and I'm like, yeah, I could definitely see Jill being, being a, being a Mindy Kaling. I could see that. Uh, for sure. So I, I just thought that was a fun, uh, a fun one. Also, if you have both Pam and Jim, both you're going to say that both of them are nines. That marriage is not going to last.
0: No, no. I, well, and I also didn't agree with that. I Pam is a nine. I do not think that Jim is a nine personally. Yeah. I don't know exactly what I would label him as, but he's not a peacemaker. No, <laughs> not the way he treats Dwight.
1: No, no, I mean, and they try to blame that on his, uh, on on like some eightness, but I think that that's probably more sevenness. Knowing some true sevens, they love some pranks. Okay, I work with a seven um, and this dude, and if I told this story before, you can let me know, but this dude likes to take frame pictures of himself and leave them in other people's houses. (laughs)
0: Oh man.
1: So this would be like <laughs> Seth has a four by six frame picture of himself, like like a like a goofy headshot from Hollywood portraits. Like like uh-huh. not on not not a good one, like on purpose, right. a bad one. And then um Seth would go over to, to Andrea's mom's house and then like as as we're talking and you know having dinner and I'm looking at all the pictures on the on the shelf, I would just take it out and just slide it behind. And like, have it be part of the family photos. And then that way, six months later, you know, Andre's mom would be like, (laughs) Seth,
0: what is this? How did this get in here? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, So, so that, that seems like it's more of a, more of a seven thing. Uh, Dwight is a, is a five. He's an investigator and Michael ever the loyalist at a six. So, um, I don't know. I just thought that was, I thought that was a fun article.
0: I did too. I thought that was funny.
1: And the only tie to Christian pop culture is the fact that Enneagram is big with Christian hipsters. That's it.
0: <laughs> That's it. You know You're... what? The only other tie is that I read that in Relevant Magazine. Oh.
1: Boom. <laughs> Thanks, Jesus. <laughs> we appreciate it.
0: Another tie to Christian pop culture. Well, speaking of uh, Relevant, I found another article. I actually found this the other day, and I thought, I have to send this to Seth. And then I decided, no, I'm going to save this for recording because... The title of this article sounds like a Babylon Bee article. Okay. Are you ready? I'm here. An Oxford scholar has been arrested for allegedly stealing ancient biblical text to sell to Hobby Lobby.
1: (laughs) That's got to be the bee.
0: No, no. Apparently this is a real, this is a real thing.
1: So what you're telling me, (laughs) what you're telling me. Is that David Green has hired Indiana Jones to steal fragments of scripture. Is that what is that what that, I'm is that what I'm hearing?
0: I think so. I okay. think that's I think that's right. Okay. And here's the thing. They maybe they're making another Indiana Jones movie and this was leaked on accident.
1: Yeah. I by the way, they are. So there there's oh. that. But
0: Indiana Jones and the Craft Isle. Yeah. I don't yeah, yeah. I don't even know.
1: Indiana it's, Jones clean up on Isle Bible. I don't know. We've got something.
0: Indiana Jones goes to
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Where the most desolate of people live. Um Oh. oh okay, no, we'll sorry, take that. Guys. part out. It's fine. It's fine.
0: Do it's we have fine.
1: any listeners in I don't I I I don't know. I've stopped looking at the numbers. They're too depressing. Listen, in the t- listen we've got a pandemic going on. We've got the government uh, um, just admitting, yeah, there's UFOs. Um, we've got uh, murder hornets. Is that what they're called now? Murder hornets? Murder. Have you seen those things? Um, yeah. I mean, not in person because right, no, s- I'm either. still here, but I'm not happy listen. about it.
0: Mm-mm. I watched a video of a guy letting one sting his arm the other day.
1: Oh, is that uh that dude Coyote? What's his name?
0: Yes,
1: <laughs> I love he's that.
0: Insane. He has. He's like let a scorpion sting him. Bullet ant. The bullet I, ant. You you know he is immune to anything that
1: may come out. I don't know. I love watching it, but also I I keep going. What? No, <laughs> no, Stop no! It. Don't do that. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, but, but now he has like a like a like a. Um, mainstream show on animal planet like it, it got yeah. him what he wanted so that's good
0: well good for him
1: hold on i've got a full-on helicopter by the way that's another thing going on we've got like a random helicopters flying over um last time i checked i mean i got the big ozarka bottle and it had blood in it there's frogs outside i don't know um welcome to 2020 <laughs> yeah I, i'm I'm I I know that in a couple weeks I'm gonna get sunburned and have boils. I mean, we had hail the other night. I posted a video on that that on Facebook. I saw your video, dude. I'm yes. I mean, I'm saying as long as we don't get to number 10, I'll be okay. But I'm just saying. (laughs) Ugh. It's it's been bad, guys. It's it's been bad. So um What were we talking yeah. about? Oh, we were talking about Indiana Jones.
0: Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Selling, selling uh, ancient biblical text to Hobby Lobby.
1: Okay. I'm, Hobby Lobby. That sounds right.
0: <laughs> I mean, if you're going to sell them anywhere, maybe Mardell more than Hobby Lobby, but Mar- it's the same company. So
1: Or Hemispheres. That's one they charge way more money for, right? It's Hemispheres.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hemispheres closed. The one over at uh, Presidio. Yeah. You know, we had the trifecta. We had Hobby Lobby, Hemispheres, and Mardell.
1: Oh, you mean the Holy Trinity? The Holy... <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But Hemispheres closed because ain't nobody paying that much for crappy furniture, unless it comes from Ikea.
1: <laughs> There's an Uncle Julio's right out front, so you can have communion with, you know, tortillas and margaritas, I guess.
0: And fajitas.
1: Oh. Fajitas. Oh, they're fantastic. I miss restaurants. I know I can go out to them now, but I'm still, I just miss restaurants.
0: I'm waiting a little bit longer, but man, I'm ready to go to a restaurant and have them bring me food and then me just leave and not have to clean up.
1: Yeah. Another place that we're going to have to like, uh, clean up after ourselves, I think a little bit is, uh, is church. Yeah. Uh, It looks like in, in June, we're going to be able to like actually be back in a church building together. Um, Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and lay the lay the groundwork now for everyone that I love you. And I'm so happy to see you. Please stay away from me. Um,
0: Seth does not want to be
1: hugged. I I mean, I do. I do. I do want to embrace you with a love of, I, I, I will. I would love to greet you, my brother with a holy kiss as instructed by the Bible. However, I'm just saying stay away. That's all I'm saying. Like go to church. But like, if they say, Hey, Skip a row. Skip a row. Don't be a rebel. Listen, I think it'll be better to do it that way than what church secretaries have been having to do uh, where they actually have to call everyone's house and check to see if they were at Sunday school. <laughs> hey, are uh-huh. you there?
0: And the ushers taking the bulletins yeah. door to door.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they might as well since they're going to be there with the offering bag.
0: Well, right? you know what?
1: Let's do it. I, I mean... <laughs> Why not? Why not? Sure. Any other Any other news or anything else like that going on? There is one
0: little piece of news that came out the other day. Okay. And that is that the book by Francine Rivers, Redeeming Love, is going to be made into a major motion picture.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Now, I don't know if you heard, heard it, the noise around the world when that news came out. But it was all the Christian ladies saying, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. I promise you, that's what they all said at once.
1: Okay. Well, here, here's the thing. It didn't hit my radar at all. Okay. <laughs> um, last week, we were just kind of talking like, hey, what are some different things? You know, what do we want to cover on the show? And and you, like, enthusiastically was like,
0: Francine Rivers. We have to talk about that. Redeeming
1: this. Love. It's become, I was like, cool. Who's that?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, my um respect for you dropped just a couple of points at that moment.
1: I understand, <laughs> however, what if instead <laughs> I have said, Oh, I love redeeming love. like what if that' I is said in me our too? <laughs> yeah, I know you would have you're too. that's what you, that's what you would have done, but
0: oh no, I w- it would have been funny
1: for for those people who may be a little bit like me and not know. Really, a whole lot about Francine Rivers or this uh this book redeeming love uh what what can you give me about this and her and all that other stuff I've done some research I'll throw some stuff in there too, but I mean I, I just kind of want to hear from you
0: well let me let me tell you first of all okay so when i was when I was younger, especially before I had like adult responsibilities, I was a big reader starting very young, and all through my teenage years, I read. It just consumed books. Of
1: course you did, because you're the kind of person that likes to know things.
0: I do. I do like to know things. (laughs) And I love to read. Um, And actually, I read uh, something today that said that reading helps stave off cognitive decline in middle and later life. So there you go. If you need a reason to read, there you go. So I'm going to pick up a new book. Anyway, so Francine Rivers was – one of the authors that I started reading pretty young, I read it in high school, and I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure that Redeeming Love was one of the first books I read. That is not her first book, but it is by far her most popular and well-known book, and yeah. it has gone outside of the walls of Christianity. There are a lot of non-Christian, secular, how, whatever you want to say, that have read this book and love it, and at its core... Redeeming Love is just a retelling of the love story of Gomer and Hosea from the biblical book in the Old Testament Hosea. However, it's set against the California Gold Rush. So that's what you're looking at. Yeah. With Redeeming Love.
1: What do you know about Francine Rivers like her history? Like where like where she came from, all that kind of stuff and like how she got into how she got into writing?
0: Well, I didn't know until this week that she, before she became a Christian, she had a very successful writing career just in the general fiction market. I've never read anything of hers that was written before she started writing Christian novels.
1: And you never will.
0: (laughs) Why is that?
1: Oh, okay. So, um, okay. So she was a, she was an English major in college. Uh Uh-huh. And um, she admits kind of like tongue in cheek that she really didn't like the classics um and then, when she met her husband that uh his mom introduced her to romance novels,
0: nice,
1: and so like romance novels uh western or uh western novels um, Gothic novels. And so when she went to write, she decided to write a Western Gothic romance novel, which like, why not just put everything together? And so that, that was kind of like the thing that she did. And so she started writing quite a bit and she'd tell you, like she was raised in the church. Her dad was a, a police officer. Her mom was a nurse. And, but they, they, uh, they, they kind of had this, this heart for service, but they didn't really like they, they would go to church, but never really like prayed or read the Bible at home or anything else like that. And, uh, and so when she went to college, she kind of got into some, you know, some made some questionable life choices. So after she's married, they moved back to, they were in Southern California. They moved back to Northern California and it was just kind of like last minute. A lot of crazy stuff was going on. They had to find a house. And the only house they could find available was between two Christians so we had, we had a Christian on the left, Christian household on the left, Christian household on the right. And both of those families went to the same church. And so the day that they're moving in, like an eight-year-old boy from one family came over and he's like, let me help you move in. And as he's moving in, boy, have I got a church for you. And then the neighbor on the other side uh, <laughs> would like, bring over an apple pie and be like, Hey boy, have I got a church for you? And uh, it turned out to go to that church. And that's when they've realized, oh, we're not saved. Like they went to church and all of a sudden this guy is like preaching scripture. He's like, you know, in the book of Ephesians, like talking about the book of Ephesians, you know? And so they're doing all these studies and everything, but she was still writing these kind of Western romance, you know, you know, Gothic novels. And she was on a walk with her husband one day and they were, I guess, not in a great place. And he said to her, um, if you had to choose between your writing and me and the kids, you would choose your writing. Wow. And she said, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and when she got saved, she hit a writer's block and didn't write anything, could not write anything for three years. Wow. She says just, uh, just admittedly, my writing was an idol in my life. And God had to say, well, since you love me now, I have to get rid of that idol in your life. So no more writing. And then, um, and that happened for three years. And so she had just said, okay, God, if that's what this means, then I'll work in my husband's business and we'll be fine. And okay, sounds good. And she finally let it go after, you know, and of course it takes time to kill an idol. So, um, so three years later, they're going through a study of the minor prophets and they hit the book of Hosea. And she said that the Holy spirit spoke to her and said, this is the story I want you to tell. You're right. This isn't her first novel, but this is her first novel written where the point of the story is the love of God. Yeah. So that was something like hearing that story is like, oh, I might might be interested in reading this. Yeah. I probably won't because I'm not necessarily into romance novels, but.
0: Well, you totally should, though. Okay. I think that you should at least attempt it. If you like it in the first few chapters and you're like, I just cannot do it. That's totally fine i understand okay. really it really does tell the the story of Hosea in such a way that it uh, she just she's a fantastic storyteller she yeah. just is so yeah i I think you should try it.
1: Just try it. Just try it. She does call it her her statement of faith. But the reason that you'll never hear any of the other novels, you'll never get a chance to read any of the earlier earlier ones, is that she actually went back and bought all the rights to her previous novels.
0: Oh. So no so one's allowed
1: weird. to publish them. And, um, and people have tried, and she's been like, no, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. no. Um, <laughs> and, you know, but- the the reason is and it was they asked like why why not? Are you not proud of those stories? And she goes, They're eh, they're fine. They're just they're not the stories I want to people to read anymore.
0: Yeah. Um, there is an <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to tell this story.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay.
0: I'm about to embarrass myself.
1: <clears throat> Do it.
0: <laughs> there is another author, and I cannot remember her name right now, it's Sharon something, and I read one of her books that I picked up um, at Half Price. I went to Half Price Books, went back to the Christian section because that's what I I would do. I would just go back there and just scan the titles until I found some that sounded good. And I picked one up and I loved it. And so I read everything of hers that I could find at Half Price. And I went on eBay. This was the first thing I'd ever purchased from eBay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I found some books of hers that I hadn't read and I thought, oh, and they were like 99 cents or like a dollar seven or some, something stupid. I thought, oh, this is... I got to awesome. get
1: my fingers on these books.
0: Yeah. And uh, this is before Kindle or anything like that. So I think I ordered two or three of them. And there were no pictures of the covers. Okay. This is important. There were no okay. pictures of the covers on eBay. These were okay. used books I was buying. Uh, I worked at Bethesda, and I had them shipped to Bethesda because...
1: Of course, why not?
0: I want them to come in while in the middle of the day, and I can get them, and I'm so excited. Blah blah blah.
1: I mean, maybe even at l- your lunch break, maybe you could open up one of these new Christian novels, yeah. and like, yeah, absolutely. Uh
0: huh. I remember the package came. <laughs> oh no, the package came in. It is in my mailbox. <clears throat>
1: uh huh.
0: I'm in standing in the copy room, very public space. It's an open
1: space. I've been there. Yeah, Bethesda yeah,
0: yeah. offices. I open the package. And I pull the first book out, and
1: all of a sudden, a, you see another package.
0: There is a couple in a compromising position on the cover, And I died a little inside. I was like, <gasps> and I know I said, I actually gasped that loud. And I shove the book back in the package. And I'm like, "What am I going to do?" And I can't throw it away at the church because why not? Well, because my name was on the the package. <laughs>
1: I've already read those guys. Guys. I've already read those. I don't need this. leave this those alone. garbage.
0: Um, anyway, I, I will never forget that. I took them home and I put them in our trash can. I was living with my friend summer at the time. I put them in our trash can and I put them under stuff because I did not want her <laughs> to find them. I like buried them in the trash. I was so embarrassed. Anyway, so, so you remember so a, lot- a couple
1: of weeks ago when we were talking about like youth group culture and like uh, the shame culture that comes? <laughs> I feel <Yeah>. like <laughs> I feel I feel like that might be involved.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe just a little bit. I was about twenty twenty one or twenty
1: two. In other words, you were entirely old enough to be able to get a book like that.
0: <laughs> Listen, I I was I was an adult. I had a I had a grown up job. I anyway I just. I think the part that that you just
1: didn't, you just didn't have the wherewithal to be able to tell somebody, Hey guys, listen, this isn't what I thought it was. And this is the garbage. This is why you don't buy things on eBay and own it.
0: You got to own it. I didn't, I didn't. And and having them shipped to the church, that was like the, the part that was, I'm like, what if somebody else had opened that thinking it, you know, misread the, the name. Oh my, I just. I don't even know if I ever told my parents that. Uh Oh, Oh, so, okay. So anyway, so we'll never read, we'll never read those books by Francine. No.
1: Yeah. And, and, and and I get it, you know, then she really started going off on like a, like a, a definitely a new, a new thread. And essentially she said that every book that she writes is trying to answer a question that she has about her faith walk. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like the sovereignty of God, she wanted to learn about the sovereignty of God. And so she wrote the scarlet thread and, she didn't know, like, she doesn't know how the book's going to end when she starts. She literally sits down and just starts kind of pumping them out. Um, and uh, you, said, you said Redeeming Love wasn't your favorite novel. Which one was your favorite one?
0: My favorite was, it's actually the series uh, Mark of the Lion. Okay. And there are three books in the series. And the first two tell the story of uh, Marcus and Hadassah. And then the third one, um, assures the dawn, kind of kind of veers off and, and follows the, follows another story. But those first two books, I have read them no less than 12 times each. For real. For real. The, uh, the first two books in Mark of the Lion, the first one is called "A Voice in the Wind." second one is "An Echo in the Darkness." Not only have I read them 12 times each, I cry at the end of An Echo in the Darkness. I mean, full on sob. Yeah, like I did the first time I read it.
1: I uh, I cried at the end of Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three, the the novel by Stephen King. I cried at that. I cri- I did. I, I also did that one twice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a long one. But but I cried both times at the end of that one too. Mm. Like, I'm just I'm just trying to relate in some way, shape or form because I don't I don't read girly books. OK, here's the thing. And I, I know you like to have books delivered to the office that have Fabio on the front. I get it. but
0: Here's my problem. After we were discussing Francine Rivers the other day and and that we were going to make this, I thought, you know what? It's been a while. I need to I need to read these again. And you know what I've realized? What's that? I lent those books to who I believe lent them to someone else, <laughs> who lent them to someone else, and that third someone else is the one that returned them to me. And she only returned two of them.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: So I have to I have to find the first one again. However, I have to find it in the right cover so they all match because she's done a couple of reprints, yeah. with different covers. So you can you can see my my dilemma here.
1: Yeah. No. No. Listen. The struggle's real. Um, Can you relate? No, absolutely, because I lost one of the Chronicles of Narnia, one mm. of the old school paperback, like, like the ones that I that I had when I was a kid. I have, yeah. I, I'm missing one. Voyage of the Dawn Treader. I'm missing that one, <laughs> and I'm like, I, I mean. I'm gonna to have to buy it on eBay, but then I don't know. I might get some sort of sexy book. Um you might
0: get you might get a dirty book delivered know. to the church. Who knows?
1: You know, but the way that you described passing around those novels, I feel like when I was talking to Julie about like she was smarting me up on Francine Rivers. I don't know this much about her. Mm-hmm. Let's just be honest. So Julie was smarting me up and and she said, Redeeming love is a book that every Christian woman has either read has on their bookshelf to read has been given to them by another Christian woman to read, or they've given out 60 copies of other to other women to read. Is that accurate?
0: That is 100% accurate. There is, there is no lie there. There is no lie.
1: Sounds good. Sounds good. So this is finally going to be, if it's this popular, do you know why it hasn't been made a movie yet? This is a little trivia.
0: I don't... Is there a reason? I don't know.
1: Well, people kept sending her scripts, and she kept going, they don't understand Michael.
0: They don't get it. They don't understand.
1: Like, every single one, Michael Hosea was... was, They just didn't get it. And so she would read it and be like, nope, Mm -hmm. they don't understand his motivation.
0: And you know why? You know why they don't understand? Why is that? Because they don't understand the love of God. Yeah. Not to Jesus-juke, but... He is a type representing God's love, just like Hosea is in the book of Hosea, and they they don't understand it, and it doesn't make sense. That's the thing. You read the book and you go, especially in our our modern day society where you give up after one try and things don't go your way, or someone makes a mistake or someone rejects you once, and you give up they don't understand it doesn't make sense yeah but you know what the love of god doesn't make sense either not logically right it doesn't make sense man gosh it's so good i'm sorry i'm just having She's a going. moment
1: she, no i know i know i was i didn't want to interrupt i was gonna let you have it so. <sighs> i'm just I having spe- a moment it's okay and that was the thing about redeeming love is that you know she would get letters from people all over the world and be like, I want to find my Michael Hosea. I want to find my Michael Hosea. And she would mm-hmm. reply back, oh, I-, I can introduce you to him. His name is Jesus. And for her, it was a way to, to actually talk about the gospel, especially go. since this book is what she calls her statement of faith. Um, she said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and write it myself. And so she had to learn how to like write a screenplay. It's a way different skill set, yeah. And
0: it's not the same as writing a novel,
1: yeah. And so she, uh, so she actually wrote the screenplay for it, which is really, really rare. Just ask Stephen King, that that dude never writes screen screenplays, and when he does, <laughs> they're terrible movies. I'll just I'll say it. I'll say it. I'm not afraid. <laughs> All right, uh, What's Stephen King going to do? Come after me? Come on, come yeah, on. He is. Yeah. I already gave props on eleven twenty two sixty three that I cried twice. Come on, right? Uh, Probably. That's that's good. So uh, so yeah. So she wrote that. Um, anything else about her her story that that you loved or that you wanted to talk about?
0: I mean, listen, I could talk about the Mark of the Lion series all day long.
1: Do it. I won't. Okay. And here's the deal: we talk about you know movies, we talk about music, we talk about you know you know, Instagram stars and all this other stuff on this show. And you just rightly said, like, books are a big part of Christian culture. We should probably talk about some. And I took that spanking and I said, yes, ma'am, I'm sorry. You're correct. <laughs> I apologize. And uh, and so I said, you know, that's fine. We'll do this one. And then, you know, here, six months later, we can do a Ted Decker episode or something. You can.
0: I mean, um, come on. I've read I, some Ted Decker.
1: Can I talk to you about atonement, the atonement child now? Do you you know, do you know the story of this? Yes, I read it. Okay. But I'm saying a long time ago, but I'm saying like, do you know the story of like how she wrote it? Oh Um, no. So remember when I was telling you that like in college, she made some questionable decisions. Well, one of those things is that she went to college, um, in California in the mid sixties right so she was part Mm -hmm. of like the whole women's lib free love and as it turns out she found herself in a trailer in kind of the woods getting an abortion yeah and that was something that she just i mean she said that she just kind of dealt with and struggled with pretty much her whole life and it came time to where god kept bringing this back up to her like this idea and he's like she's like if you've forgiven me for this then why do i need to bring it up and um And so she just knew that that was the next book that she was supposed to write. And so she was talking it over with her husband, but he said uh, he was worried about it because he didn't want the Christian community to cancel her that cancel Mm. culture. And, um, and she was like, you know, listen, God will do what he does needs to do with it. But, uh, but she had to sit down and actually have the conversation with her kids about hey this is what i did and and so this was her way of letting other people know that like if you've been there there's still redemption and there's still grace for you. Mm-hmm.
0: Last Sunday pastor Dan shared a quote from JC Philpot that I just i want to share here it was it was when i he sends me his notes beforehand because I'm the one who put them in who puts them in the computer and I run projection on Sunday morning right now during our our online uh services and this is the quote it says There is more in the balm to heal than there is in the guilt to wound, and there is more in grace to save than there is in sin to destroy, and I think that's that's what she's trying to tell with her story, the atonement child is that there is more in great grace is greater. Grace is bigger. Grace is all encompassing more than sin, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done. And, you know, we, we like to have a good time on the show and we do, and we laugh and we, we joke. I mean, our tagline is semi-reverent, but, I think that Seth and I would both say that no matter where you are, if you just stumbled on us and you're thinking, I've fallen too far, I'm too far gone, I can't, it's not true. It just isn't. Grace is bigger, grace is stronger, grace is greater than anything that you've done, than any sin that you've committed. So anyway, sorry to get preachy. Hey, listen, I think I wanted to uh, share.
1: I think the uh, the people who listen to Dropping Sunday kind of get used to us getting preachy at least every now and then. <laughs> it just happens, doesn't it? We didn't we get preachy at all last it. week. Last week was Christianese. We didn't get preachy one little <laughs> bit.
0: <laughs> not one little bit. Not even in the outtakes.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. We
0: should share We should share more of our outtakes.
1: We really shouldn't.
0: No, <laughs> really oh, maybe <laughs> not. Sorry. As soon as I said it, I thought, no, Mm-mm. I don't want those out there.
1: They have already cast this, uh, the Redeeming Love. I don't know if they've already shot it, but I think, uh, but I do know it's already been cast.
0: Well, according to IMDb, it is in post production.
1: Oh, so maybe it's already been shot. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Okay. So uh, Michael Hosea is being played by a young man named Tom Lewis. I'm going to be honest with you. Who's that? I've never, I, I don't know this guy, but Angel is being played by Abigail Cohen. Yes. Does this sound familiar to you?
0: Yes, the, the name sounds familiar, and when I was doing a little research this week, I saw that she was in The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which I used to watch the original Sabrina the Teenage Witch, but I think- Hey, I met her. <laughs> you did, didn't you? I did. I haven't,
1: I haven't watched The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I'm not, hashtag not for me.
0: Yeah, no, I haven't either. I think it's slightly different from the uh, show that I watched a few yeah. years ago, so- well,
1: she was also um, in a little movie that I know you have seen called I Still Believe. She played Adrian Camp, Jeremy Camp's now wife. She was. Okay, for, for the record, Andrea's mouth was just a gape for that entire time. <laughs> just full on for for the sake of the audio.
0: <laughs> oh, my And it still I did is. not do it. I didn't do a deep dive, so yeah. How funny!
1: Yeah, see, she's part Listen. of She's part of the dropping Sunday universe.
0: <laughs> she and Priscilla Schreier and Danny Goki. <laughs> <laughs> Danny,
1: oh, Danny Goki. <laughs> <hate Danny>
0: <laughs> oh man! So uh, those you know are who like, else is in this?
1: No, no, who else? McSteamy. steamy okay he's in it who else is in this film
0: listen i'm telling you they got like real P- nina dobrev famke jansen
1: yeah so um so yeah it looks like this one's you know in post-production and it's going to come out sometime next year if the theater's yeah. ever open and so that that'll be good <laughs> well um, they'll probably
0: just release it t- directly to streaming like they do are doing with everything else
1: i mean it'll still make a ton of money There's no, no, there's no way this one's not making a ton of money. By the way, fellas, just go ahead and plan for this, uh, this future date night.
0: (laughs) Or, or Or, if you don't want to see it, you plan a girl's night out for your wife and you stay home with the kids. Then you get out of seeing it.
1: Yeah, no. So yeah, you could also make it a girl's night like Andrea said. (laughs) (laughs) Which is
0: Uh, what I'll have to do because I don't have a date, but you know.
1: Well, I have a feeling. Maybe I'll go see it by myself oh here's the idea why don't you and the wild card go see it and then well we'll probably have to review the movie when it comes out as part of the show we will probably like you're gonna
0: have to oh absolutely you'll have to see this yeah all right which is why you should read the book first oh oh,
1: i promise you i will try how how is that is that good does that
0: can i tell you something yeah you're gonna read this book and you're going to love it.
1: And you're going <laughs> to cry. I, I, Who has, I, I
0: Who's cried more on this show than I have?
1: Me. Yes. i cried more than you.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: But like, well, okay. But okay. Okay.
0: Oh, I mean. I mean, no,
1: okay. That's what I'm saying. Find,
0: okay. the, <laughs> <Yeah>. find <laughs> the lie. Find the lie.
1: No, I'm not. I'm not. I get it. I get it. You know what? I probably will because I'm just so emotionally exhausted from all the things that are going on. Yes. As a matter of fact, that that actually brings me to that actually brings me to, uh, brings me to uh, the, the B. Can we get into the B?
0: Let's do it. Oh no,
1: not the B's! Not the B's ah! Dad pretty proud of the B plus he got on the fifth grade math test. <laughs> While helping with his daughter Adeline's math work Friday, local man Greg Lindsay was, quote, pretty proud to report he got an 87% on her math test. (laughs) Nailed it, he said, as the computerized test informed him he got an 87 out of 100 on the quiz. The triple digit multiplication was pretty tough, but with a little help from Google's hand calculator function, I figured out most of them. I, I'm not saying I'm a mathematical genius, but uh, if I were back in the fifth grade, I'd definitely be upsetting the curve, he said. I, I'm just saying I've been doing a lot of of children's math.
0: What, um, what new skills have you learned in the last several weeks of learning from home?
1: Yeah, uh, we've definitely started algebra, like solving for X. We've started doing that. Um,
0: I love algebra.
1: Fortunately, with Jonathan, he's a couple years behind Jill. And so I've already done... His homework a couple of years ago, so it's it's more recent in the banks going around there. But I'm telling you, it it took me three days before <laughs> the bell clicked on how to divide fractions. Oh yeah, and then realizing, oh wait, though no, this is really simple. I just need to do this. And Jill's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, it, it took me to dividing fractions is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah. And here's the deal. I, I think I may have already said this. I, I actually have a cheat sheet to all of her homework questions. So I, uh, I just kind of check to make sure that it's right. And then I go back and fix it. And so that's pretty helpful. Oh, no, not the beast! Not the beast! Ah! Okay, Andrea, what's your not for me this week? Oh,
0: TikTok. I don't know. TikTok is not for me.
1: I'm not on uh, just, TikTok. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Just, just hands down across the board. It's TikTok. not.
0: Out. <laughs> it's, it's just not listen, I still haven't figured out Snapchat. The only reason I had Snapchat is because they had a filter that I liked and they took that off.
1: So let me tell you why I downloaded TikTok then. Because they make it real easy to add music to clips and then post them someplace. That's it. That's <laughs> D- it. That's it. When Jill finally got her training wheels off and she was like, You have to take a video of uh, of me and put it out to my friends of me riding. About, I was like, okay, let's do it. I mean, I, I blocked out the video, what it's going to be. I'm gonna sit in the middle of the street. So whenever you come by me, you look like you're above me. I've got this whole thing planned out, <laughs> took the video and I put, um, uh, I like to ride my bicycle by queen. Just uh, th- there you go. Took that as a video music, like 10 seconds later, I had it. It was done. I didn't have to upload anything. That's the only reason that's the one thing I've done on TikTok. I don't even watch other people's videos. I just did that one thing. I can probably have just you, take it off now.
0: Have you done the dance that's like this and that everybody's done? Have you done it? Hold have on. Have you I'm seen gonna video, it?
1: I'm going to record my video screen. I'm going to have you do it again so nope. I can cross-reference later.
0: <laughs> have you seen uh, that? Because it's I've all seen over dances. Facebook.
1: Yes. There's there's different viral Facebook things. Wait a minute. <sighs> so wait. It's on TikTok, but it's also on Facebook.
0: Yes, because people record them on tick They record a TikTok. It's all these TikTok challenges, which it's fine. If you're going to do it, just do it. But it's not for me, which is the whole point. It's my whole point, right? This whole point of this so. section. I guess so. You won't see me doing any of those TikTok challenges.
1: Um, What if a thousand people said, we will start downloading Dropping Sunday every week if Seth and Andrea do one of these dance videos? Would you do it? Oh, gosh. A thousand people every week. What if it's just... A, what if somebody says, I'll program a bot to download a thousand?
0: Maybe. Maybe, I might, yes. I might All right. do one. All right. But now I have we to know. pick it.
1: Yeah, no, guys, now we know. Now we know what it's going to take <laughs> for Andre to do this dance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What's your not for me, Seth?
1: All right. My not for me is the phrase, in these uncertain times. I am so tired of hearing the phrase, <laughs> in these uncertain times. Because here's the deal. Oh, man. I'm having to watch TV with actual commercials now. And I I hate it. I just don't <laughs> like it. I don't. And every commercial, in these uncertain times,
0: we hear
1: at Subaru. It's like, what... What are we talking about? Are we serious? McDonald's commercials. You deserve a break today in these uncertain times. (laughs) And it's like, it's so bad. And here's the thing. I understand that no company wants to sound culturally tone deaf. I get it. I, I understand everybody's trying to be sensitive. I understand. I'm not mad at that. I'm just saying. I don't want to be reminded every commercial that these are uncertain times. I don't need that.
0: I already know. Yeah. I'm already aware.
1: Listen, I got paid on Friday. I'm fully aware that these are uncertain (laughs) times.
0: (laughs) Ouch.
1: (laughs) Um... That one hit a little too close it to my A own. little I bit, yeah. I wasn't planning on that one and it hurt me right in the
0: heart. It just came out and all of a sudden you're crying again. So it's oh, all right.
1: I'm not crying. I'm not, this will not count as number three. This is, <laughs> I will not let this one be. Have you only cried twice? Yeah, I only called, tried, cried twice. Once when I was talking about how God healed my heart and healed me of of, you know, that's are fine. you coming
0: at me? Are you coming at me? Cause I'm making fun of you for crying. And then
1: <laughs> I feel like I'm back in high school again. What are you, I'm getting made fun of for crying. Wait a minute. I think I've just revealed <laughs> entirely too much. You
0: may have, you may have revealed more than you intended. That's all right.
1: Uh, it's, it's okay. All right. <laughs> let's get out of here. All right. Our church help was from anonymous pastors. Yes. We want you back in the church. But we're gonna do it and not kill everybody. Here's the thing, you're gonna get plans. If you haven't already got them, you're going to get plans in the next couple of weeks from your pastor and their staff of how they have prayerfully considered how to get you back safely. Listen, they've talked to city officials, they're taking guidance from state levels, they're talking to other churches, they're doing everything that they know how to do. If you don't like their plan and you don't think it's good enough, You have every right to stay home. I guarantee they're probably, I don't think anybody's going to stop. Like, oh, we're first week back. Let's not stream anymore. I think you'll be okay.
0: I I agree wholeheartedly. If you feel like it's not the right time to come back, then don't. That's totally fine. We want church, all of our church leaders want you to do what's right for you. But don't come at them on Facebook.
1: No, and, and definitely, oh, first of all, let's have that be another one if you feel like you need to correct a pastor one you're probably wrong and two do that in private call the dude don't put it don't don't put it on social media don't don't do that all right andrea that's a show a whole show but our thoughts and opinions are not the final word dear listener we would love to hear my opinions
0: about francine river's books are the final word but okay go ahead all right no i want to hear
1: your (laughs) thoughts and opinions dear listener On Francine Rivers. I mean, did you? Did, uh, is this your jam? Is it not your jam? That's fine. Do your thing. Uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, we want to hear any about any of the topics that we've had today.
0: Yeah, and the best way to let us know your thoughts and opinions is to like, follow, comment. Uh, DM us on all the socials. We are at Dropping Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.
1: Yeah, you can also email us directly, dropping Sunday at email.com. Or you can just go to our website, www.droppingsunday.com. I got that, oh, yeah. .com. Uh, and as a reminder, for every comment that we receive on Apple Podcasts, we will donate uh, $1 to a charity or ministry. This month, we are donating to a local food bank because people need that Stuff.
0: Yes. And remember the greatest compliment that you could give us is to tell a friend to listen to this episode and then subscribe for next week. Cause we will be back again, or maybe share another, ep- maybe share last week's Christianese. It was really funny. There are outtakes at the end. So yeah. don't stop it too soon.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I might put uh, <laughs> outtakes on the end of this episode. I might put them on again uh, next week, but either way we will be back next week with a whole new topic and a whole new thing. Uh, Until then, this is Seth. This is Andrea. And this is Dropping Sunday.